Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Oh, it's a rough night for Christopher Tubbs. You all right over there, man? You've been, I, I, si- you've been I, I, sipping on some of that THC-infused yeah. uh, drinks that were dropped off a couple days ago? No, I, I have not had any. But uh, no, I, I think you might have had one before the show. No, You're struggling man. over there producing. I know. Hey, there's nothing more like nerve-wracking when you're ready to do something, and then you get that little circle it's like, oh, God, you're going to load, loading, loading, loading. Now, I'm blaming you. You're on a struggle bus <laughs> yeah, tonight. You want to know what, though? I had some of that. Uh, I haven't had any of that THC. No, you, see, you said you just had some of the THC. No, 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 no. I, no I, haven't, I haven't had any. But last night, I get a, a text from my wife because I took it and put it in the fridge. Got, you know, got a text from my wife. Well, Hannah got into it? Yeah, well, <laughs> she's, like, uh, she's like, hey, we're trying this new, you know, like lemonade tea. She's like. That's really good. Hannah, my daughter, he's like, she really likes it. And immediately I'm like, uh, you realize that's got THC in it. She's like, oh. And then I asked my I asked my daughter when I saw her last night, I'm like, so do you feel weird at all? She's like, no, I like the taste of it. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. T- tell me, tell me. Yeah. You're not joking. No. What? Yeah. She, she, they, they had. She the, accidentally got into it. She accidentally, well, because. How did you have that? What are you doing? It was in, it was in the fridge. It was in Do the fridge. Do you have guns that are unlocked in your house, too? No, I mean, no, what are you doing? No. I'm not trying to get my kid high. But the thing was. But you're trying to get your kid high. No, I'm not, it's my kid's fault she got high. Not my fault. But no, I, I, it's, it's sitting there, and it says cannabis infused. But when they looked at it, they were looking for. Yeah, you, a, no, you have to know what it is. If you just go by reading the letter, you wouldn't know. You would just think that it's that it's just like eliminate. Right, because they, they were looking for something that said alcohol. But it shouldn't have been anywhere near where your kid could get it, is my point. I figure my That's wa- a you problem. I figure my wife would read the label. Oh my God. I figure they would look at it and say You're a bad parent. Say, I know I'm an awful parent, but this is a different conversation. I figure that if you're gonna look at the label, look at the label. If it says THC infused then you know what? 
you know that it's probably not appropriate for a 12-year-old. I'm just saying. Who saw the beverage and drank the beverage? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You just explained it on the radio. Who saw the beverage, didn't read it, and drank it? Your daughter. I'm guessing probably my daughter. And so now you're trying to blame your wife? Well, here, let me read the text message. No, I'm just saying, now you're trying to blame your wife. No, that's what you just did. I'm saying if you're going to put something. Why are you trying to pass the buck? If you're you're going to take something, you should at least know what it is. Your daughter read lemonade and tea and thought it was. Does your does your daughter even know what THC is? No. Okay then. No. Okay then. Don't blame her. This is you problem, bro. No. Let me let me see here. Going back up here. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah, Hannah's trying the half tea, half lemonade drink. We like it. I took a sip too. Ten minutes later, uh, that's got THC in it. She's like, whoops, she only had two sips. We were just looking for alcohol. I'm like, okay, so you, you oh, drink it? my gosh. And then, you know. <sighs> Terrible parenting. Terrible parenting. Anyway, I, figure I don't know how we transition into the next topic here, yeah, but I'm going to well. try anyway. Might as well. Dad of the year right there. Minnesota Twins made some news yesterday. In that they they lost some guys. Some guys cleared waivers. Some guys were signed to AAA St. Paul. Those guys being uh, specifically Devin Smelter. Okay, that, that's the name that I think I want to think about St. Paul. But a few guys from the Minnesota Twins organization were claimed. Um, we got Jermaine Palacios. He was claimed by Detroit. Caleb Hamilton, the uh, the backup catcher, he was claimed by Boston. And these are all roster-trimming moves. But the big name, and I'm going to miss this guy. And I know it's all relative. You say, big name? He's not a big name. You get, you guys get what I'm saying, though. A guy that was utilized a lot, Jake Cave. He was the Twins' most used backup outfielder over the past five years. He was claimed excuse me, by the Baltimore Orioles. Let me say this about Jake Cave. I'm going to miss Jake Cave. And, and I'm not joking when I say that. I am not just, this is not a hot take. I am going to miss him. I know that Jake Cave is not an everyday regular starter for a Major League Baseball team. I get that. I understand that. Okay? Jake Cave, to me, though, was valuable because he was available, as in, like, durable and stayed healthy, and... He busted his ass. Jake Cave, all hustle. All hustle. He gives you everything he has on every play. I'm going to miss that from Jake Cave. I, I, I'm, I'm dead serious because what's going to happen next year? Bucks is going to miss time. And maybe some other people will miss time. You know what Jake Cave was able to do? Jake Cave was able to get in there and play professional baseball games. And I'm not saying that, he, that oh, he's, he's about to turn into something special with another organization. I think that J.K., from what we've seen, that's who he is. My point is that you'd like to know that when things are going wrong with your team and your organization, that you have a guy that's going to go out there, give you everything you have, and he's going to, on certain nights, be productive. J.K. was a 
nice backup option for the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't get called up till August. Why, with all of these injuries, was he not called up earlier? Why did he spend all of that time in St. Paul? Because the, the twin, I mean, the injuries did not just start after the All Star break. I mean, there were, you know, Mark Contreras got called up before he did. You know, Gilberto Celestino got called up before Jake Cave. I mean, th- there were guys. Jake Cave was not the the first option. And granted, when Jake Cave, but why up, should he have been the first option? I I mean, if, if Celestino, somebody you need to see what he's got. Right, Contreras, you need to see. The reason why he shouldn't have been the first option mm-hmm. is because you know what you have in Jake Cave. You don't with those guys, so you got to roll those guys out there. Right, and and I think you know what you've got with him, so that's why you can allow him to be claimed by another team. He 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 served a role for this team, no question. But I feel like at twenty nine years old, the upside for Jake Cave is capped. No, no, no. No one's no one's claiming. That there's upside with J.K. I mean, he, he was he was a Jake nice. Cave is who he is. He was a nice player, but I don't feel like him being claimed by Baltimore is going to leave this. No, massive it has nothing to do with that. That's not what this. That's not what. That's not even what I'm talking about. I'm saying that I'm going to miss him because of what he represented in the Twins uniform. I'm not saying that J.K. was going to get any better. That's what I literally just said. He's not going to get any better with the Baltimore Orioles. He's not. The reason why he didn't get thrown in the mix before, we didn't know what Celestino was. We didn't know what Contreras. Those guys might have higher ceilings, and even if they don't, we don't know that. you got to find out. My point, though, is, is that with Jake Cave, he was Mr. Reliable. That's what you love. I love a guy that's going to bust his butt every single night. Jake Cave played with the enthusiasm of, you know what, man? I'm in the big leagues, baby. I'm in the big leagues, and I'm happy to be here. You know what? I'm going to bust my butt in St. Paul. And you know what? When I get back to Minneapolis, mm-hmm. I'm going to bust my butt. That's what I'm going to miss because not all Major League Baseball players, hell, half of Major League Baseball players don't play like that. Oh, I, I agreed. Agreed. But I feel like you can go out and you can replace somebody like Jake Cave who will go out and will play with the same sort of intensity. Nah, nah. You don't nah. think there's anybody out there? I didn't say nobody. Most players in Major League Baseball don't play with the effort and the intensity of Jake Cave. Is Jake Cave Jay replaceable? K- J- of course he is. He's not an. I literally just said at the beginning of the segment he is not an everyday Major League Baseball lineup guy. He's just not. But that's not the point of Jake Cave. When you're talking about Jake Cave as a Minnesota Twin, you. Your 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 topics surrounding him isn't about his talent. It isn't about missing him. It's about durability. It's it about is about it's yeah. it's about his durability and it's about his effort. Those will be the things that I miss. Will there be will every other guy that gets an opportunity to play over in over uh in St. Paul and transition to to Minneapolis next year be talent wise probably better than Jay Cave? More than likely, yes. More than likely, yes. Doesn't mean I won't miss him. Okay. All right. I guess I'm not as attached emotionally to Jake Cave. I guess I didn't. I didn't realize that this was. You know. I mean, he he was a nice player, but I think it's not even about being emotionally attached to someone. 
It's appreciating their mm-hmm. worth. Like, Timberwolves fans are going to miss Patrick Beverly. I'm not. I'm not missing Patrick Beverly. But I understand their sentiment. They're going to miss his aggressiveness. They, they're they're going to miss his, his, you know, his dog mentality. I personally, I'm not going to miss Patrick Beverly at all. I'm, I'm an outlier. Okay. The majority of Timberwolves fans are going to miss him. Okay. I'm different. All right. Well, and maybe I'm maybe I'm in the minority that I won't miss Jake Cave, but I mean I I think he's you don't miss a guy that 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 went about it the right way. Like Jake Cave didn't he 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 not Josh Donaldson. <laughs> no, by the way, that that was hilarious when Josh Donaldson got thrown out at first base when he thought he hit a home run. I'm not saying that I don't appreciate Jake Cave's game what and, are you saying? And, and the way that he played, but I'm saying that you can go out and you can replace somebody like Jake Cave with somebody that's similar to Jake Cave. Yeah, I agree with you, that. You know, so I, I mean, agree with that. You know, I, I you I'm know. Not, no one's no one's no, no. I don't think there's anybody on planet Earth that said that Jake Cave is irreplaceable. No. <laughs> and, and, and I think you know, what Baltimore did this year was remarkable. And I think he's going to be a great fit for Baltimore, a young team that really overachieved this year. I think he's a, I think he's a great fit for the Orioles. So, you know, good luck to Jake Cave. And eat he's all not going to be a starter there either. No. No. You think he's going to start in, in, in Baltimore? No, I never said that. Yeah, okay. I never said that he'd yeah. start in Baltimore. Yeah. My guy Cedric Mullins, he's, he's the man. Of, That's your guy. That's my guy. I love Cedric Mullins. I'm a Cedric Mullins stan. Oh, I give I give Jake Cave a little props. You know, I, I love Cedric Mullins. I love, I love Cedric Mullins. Damn right I love Cedric Mullins. My goodness. Cedric Mullins would be great on the Twins. Jeez Louise. Coming up next, we got a scoreboard next year on The Lake Show. I'll fight for Jake Cave. I'll fight Chris Tubbs tonight for Jake Cave. <laughs> I will not let Christopher Tubbs produce this damn show and disparage the good name of JK. Who do you think you are, Alex Jones? <laughs> yeah. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. I'm a man. I'm 40. JK is the hoax. JK. JK doesn't belong in Minnesota. Oh, my goodness. I can't, right, well, I can't even do that. That, that like, hurts my voice. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. Now it's time to dive into a scoreboard. All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and get to it, H. Lake, because, you know, we've got, you know, Major League Baseball right now. And uh, got game number two of the National League Division Series between the Phillies and the Braves. Right now, we are in the middle of the fourth inning right now. The Phillies and the Braves are scoreless. 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 And uh, Philadelphia leads that series one game to none. You got a rooting interest in this uh, series? Uh, No, not really. Okay. Not really. No, you know, Zach Wheeler, he's got a couple of strikeouts through uh, three innings. And, you know, Kyle Wright, he's got uh, three strikeouts through four. So I, I really don't have much of a rooting interest in the National League series, I guess. I don't maybe send in. Eh, nah, I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> okay. Hey, last night, the, uh, the Dodgers, your Dodgers, by the way, your L.A. Dodgers put it on the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I mean it was, it was an ass kicking. I mean they chased Mike Clevenger after like two and two thirds, and I, I mean I had to turn it off. It was just you know got Wait, out of control. What was the final score? Oh, you know, I didn't think it was a blowout like that. Uh, I turned it off when it was five nothing. 
I thought it ended up being like five to three or something. Was like it that. five to three? Yeah, I I didn't. All I knew is that all I know is that the Dodgers won. I'm just saying, man. Come on, you can't be on the show spreading fake news. I'm not. I'm, oh, I'm letting you know that I checked out when it was five to nothing. The Dodgers won five to three. Okay, and you just made it seem to the people like it was ten nothing. Do you really think that? Man, what, you must have been drinking them them beverages. I, see, I just, earlier today, man. You're the, just the Dodgers today. are not going to blow a five run lead. The Dodgers aren't going to blow a five-run lead in any game. What they got to do with the accuracy of the scores? We're uh, doing a scoreboard here, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, I checked out when it was five nothing. I'm telling you, I didn't watch the end of the game. You know, <sighs> I mean, the way that that game was going, I didn't have any reason to watch the rest of the game. I knew the Dodgers were going to win, but uh, you got the future Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw against you, Darvish. Uh, that game coming up at uh, about. Uh, I don't know, 12 minutes. Let's go, Darvish. Now. Let's do it. Oh, there you go. Psych. <laughs> oh, I see what she did. It was reverse. Jinx. Okay. You know, I'm with the, you know I'm with the Dodgers. I know. You're a, you're a Sammy Kershaw guy. You know? Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Sorry. I was about to say, who's Sammy? Sammy Kershaw. He's a country music singer. You don't know about Sammy Kershaw? She don't know she's beautiful? I'm not. No? I'm not hip on Sammy you, Kershaw. You know? That's the thing? She's hmm. the queen of my double wide trailer? You know uh, Sammy Kershaw? Man. No idea. You mean a kid from North Minneapolis doesn't know his country music from the- Hey, man, when I was in North Minneapolis when I was a kid, I loved me some hee-haw on the weekends, though. <laughs> yeah. well, hee-haw! Not too far off with Sammy Kershaw. <laughs> uh, i tell you that. I grew up with a lot of Sammy Kershaw. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was something. Hey, uh, uh, let's get to the uh, NHL here. About 11 minutes left to go in the second period. The Blue Jackets and Hurricanes in Carolina tied at one. The Maple Leafs and Canadians, uh, 15 minutes remaining in the second period. Should have said five minutes gone. Uh, they are tied at one. The Bruins and the Capitals in the nation's capital, three to two Bruins with five and a half minutes left to go in the second period. Uh, other games around the NHL tonight, the Blackhawks and the Avalanche team that, uh, Jesse Pearson, I think a lot of people like, to uh, repeat in the NHL, the Colorado Avalanche, yeah, they are a machine. Uh, they've got the Blackhawks tonight, the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Craig Sheffers. Wait, uh, is there a score in the uh, in the Colorado game yet? No. no? Okay, no, oh, but, all right. Just... Yeah, they don't start for another hour. I got you, okay. Uh, the Seattle Kraken and Anaheim Ducks. The Not... Kraken. The Kraken, yeah. Craig Sheffers' second favorite. I don't know if it's the Kraken over the Red Wings or the Red Wings. I'll have to ask him. No, it's the Red Wings over the Kraken. Red Wings over the Kraken, okay. I mean, he loves he loves the Kraken, but uh, they are taking on the Anaheim Mighty Ducks and the uh, Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they are going to be in uh, Edmonton a little bit later on tonight. Do have a lot of NBA preseason to get to. Uh, we've here. been watching the games. Yeah, we have. We've been uh, watching one. We'll get to that in just a minute. Eight minutes left to go in the third quarter. The Cavs up on the Hawks, sixty-one to fifty-six. Uh, John Collins, 15 points for the Hawks. Darius Garland, uh, 14 points, five boards, eight dimes for the Cavs. Uh, the third quarter just underway in Indianapolis. The Knicks over the Pacers, 54 to 48. Okay. Uh, eight minutes left to go in the third quarter. The Hornets up by 10 on the Sixers. Uh, James Harden, 14 points in that game for Philly. Uh, just uh, six and a half minutes left to go in the second quarter as well. The Heats. Up on New Orleans, 51-49. to Bam, 11 points so far for Miami. In the game that uh, we've been watching right now, the New York, New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets. How about I say, what do you mean New York, New Jersey? I'm just, 
I mean, they pretty much everything in that area. <laughs> you know, the uh, the Nets up on the Bucks, forty four to thirty nine. What, what did Biggie say? Brooklyn in the house, without a doubt. <laughs> it's still weird for me to think that they're Brooklyn. I still think that they're New Jersey, but I, you know, apparently, it's been a while. It's it's been a while. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get out of my nineteen eighty nine. You know, like tops basketball cards. Uh, got some late night games coming up in the NBA tonight. Got the Nuggets and the Clippers, the Kings and the Suns, and of course the uh, the game that we'll have right here tip off with Alan Horton, and that is at the Crypto dot com Arena. I will not call it Staples Center as your undefeated Minnesota Timberwolves take on the L.A. Lakers. So the uh, the Lakers I think running scared from the Wolves couldn't beat them in uh, couldn't beat them in Vegas. So now they got to try and beat them in L.A. So beat L.A. in L.A. Beat L.A. In L.A. Let's, Let's go. do it. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. That's going to wrap up a scoreboard here on this uh, hump day. Uh, coming up next, the NFL. We all know this. We must address it. They have an officiating problem. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. Wow. This screams football. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is one of the beautiful ones. Oh, gosh. We've got to figure something out with the National Football League. Or maybe it's just the National Football League has to figure something out. Because this is, this is embarrassing for the league right now. What took place this past weekend with two big-time calls that altered the outcome of one game, potential outcome, potential outcome, and the other one, the Raiders just didn't get it done. But that was this horrific with these roughing the passer penalties. I understand that the NFL is trying to protect their players, and specifically the quarterbacks. We know that that is the superstar position in the NFL. We get it. We're not dumb. But there's a line with everything. You cannot protect the quarterback to the point where it's detrimental to the games. Fans are ticked off. And potentially, it's altering outcomes of games. The call against Grady Jarrett on Sunday was atrocious. And the other one was Chris Jones. That was the other lineman. Chris Jones was tackling Derek Carr. And it just, it's unbelievable that, and luckily for the Chiefs, they were able to get it done. But Chris Jones sacks Derek Carr, does not put his full weight on him. He strips the ball mm-hmm. away from the quarterback. He has the damn ball, and he's bought, he just got the ball for his team, and they say that, roughing the passer. It's a bunch of crap. So we got to get to a point where the NFL, I think we're at the point where we have to review those calls. Chris Jones, I thought, mm-hmm. was right in his postgame presser. He says, hey, man, we have review. We've been utilizing review. We need to right now in this specific moment – in, well, not in this moment, but they got to start reviewing that. That should be a reviewable or challengeable 
call right there. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with Chris Jones and what he did. Like, you could not have done it any more textbook than what he did. Agreed. With sacking Derek Carr. I mean, it was, I thought the. Grady Jarrett either. I thought the Grady Jarrett. I mean, Tom Brady called it a long, unwelcome hug. That's what it was. That That's Tom Brady's words. And to think that there was something that was worse than that. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do if you're an NFL defender. But let me ask you this, Henry. Do you feel like this is a knee-jerk overreaction to what happened with Tua? Yes. And the way that that was handled? Yes. Okay. Yes. But this is the thing. They're separate issues. They should be. But I, why is the NFL? Are, are we looking? Hold on. I know it's all going to fall under the umbrella of player safety. Mm-hmm. But do we think that what happened with Tua is anything like what happened to Tom Brady? Do no. we think that what happened to Tua? And by the way, the Tua thing shouldn't have been a, even been a thing because he shouldn't have been playing that game. Correct. Yes. So this is the NFL screwing up their product. And this is the mm-hmm. thing. This is the thing. I love Mike Greenberg from First Take. He was on, and he was talking about this issue with the NFL, and I think he's totally off base here because Mike Greenberg said the NFL is handling it correctly. But the NFL is doing the exact right thing with these calls. Two weeks ago, the National Football League had a moment uh, that everyone in the world saw on a Thursday night where one of their highest profile players, Tua Tungavailoa, was lying in a, in a fetal position. And we all saw how incredibly frightening that was. And the following morning, got up, spent two hours talking about it. It was the highest rated Friday we've had the entire season. And Robin Roberts is talking about it on Good Morning America. This Monday, after the Brady play, we spent five minutes talking about what we thought was a bad call. And Robin Roberts was talking about the midterm elections. That's what the NFL wants. They're much better off with a call we deem bad than having moments like the one with Tua. What is, so hold on, I I like Greeny. That's a terrible take. I I don't understand what he's trying to say. That's a terrible take. He's saying because the PR, basically he's, he's equating health and player safety in PR. Because one is a ratings boost yeah. because we're all talking about a, a player basically flat out concussed and is, he's got limbs that are like going to curl. Yeah. So, so what I, I don't understand what Green's getting at. Yeah. The, the, That's ridiculous. The, the Tua thing, to me, that isn't on the players on the field. That was about the Dolphins mishandling putting him back on the field. To me, the two attack of Iloa being knocked out of that game uh, against was it the the Bengals or the Chargers? I can't remember, but I, I want to say it was uh, yeah, the it Bengals. was the Bengals. The Bengals. Okay, the fact that he was taken out of that game after that hit that wasn't on the Bengals defensive linemen and the players that made that play. That was on the Dolphins coaching staff and the medical staff. For putting Tua in that position. Yes. Like Derek, and Derek, the reason, yeah. And the reason, but hold on. The reason why, and this is where Greeny is dead wrong, is one of the reasons why it was a talking point and it was a highly rated, everybody in the world was talking about it. It wasn't just because of the concussion on Thursday night and his fingers being mangled in a way like we've never seen before. It was because how many times did they run 
the video of him stumbling the week before. Yeah. Do you think, too, the Come fact— Come on, man. Do you think, too, the fact that a lot of people were talking about it on Friday the next day because it was a Thursday night game, it was prime time? I mean, if, if it happens on Sunday, you know, one of seven games at noon, we're still going to talk about it the next day. But because it was in prime time and it was, you know, the game that everybody was watching, do you feel like just because it had more eyeballs on it that we're going to be a little more hypersensitive to that? No, it's because we saw something that was as as dangerous and as scary. As scary as we've seen. What we saw happen to Tua was scary. What happened to Tom Brady wasn't scary. What happened to Derek? Have you been been hugged by a long time? Derek Carr, that wasn't scary. No. Like, people were fearful for the life of a player. So, I just don't. I'm sorry, man. Greeny, he lost me there. Yeah. Absolutely lost me. Yeah. Our reaction when we saw it was I mean, mean, we immediately had to pivot, and, you know, you got Steve Silton, and, and that just shows just, I think, the extremity. We enjoy football because there's contact. We enjoy it because it's a little bit physical. And everybody involved with it knows it, but I feel like there's got to be a line where it's part of the game of competition, and then there's just neglect and malpractice. And what we saw on Saturday and Monday night was ridiculous in the sense that it was such an overreach by the NFL. And Absolutely. If, if they if they make it reviewable, the one thing I, I, I will say, Henry, that I don't want too much more instant replay because otherwise it's going to drag the game on and on. I, I, I feel like you've got to be very meticulous in what you choose to look at one more time. You know, because otherwise, next thing you know, we're going to start getting into this really gray area, and then I feel like you could really lose people because of length of games. I mean, games are three hours. That, to me, is is good. If you start adding another 10, 15 minutes, I feel like you're going to lose people. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We got headlines. That's what's up next here on The Late Show. All right, we're not going to waste any time. It's time for headlines. Let's dive right in. Top of the hour, we'll talk a little gopher football with Daniel House. Founder of Gophers Guru, Gophers take it on Illinois this Saturday on the road. Favorites, by the way. How about that? Yeah, you're a favorite on the road after you completely stunk up the joint against Purdue. Against a team that just jumped into the rankings. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, apparently maybe the voters, you know, they're still on that Gopher bandwagon. They're still rowing the boat, as the kids would say. Hey, uh, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison has announced that his office would be pursuing legal action against Merwin Liquors and Winter Gas Station over unlawful and dangerous public nuisances. Ellison shared in a press release that his office, in cooperation with the Hennepin County Attorney and Minneapolis City Attorney, has provided the two properties official notices that, quote, unlawful public nuisance activity is occurring on their properties. Now, the activity was confirmed through an investigation, and Ellison shared that if the properties do not abate the nuisance conduct or reach an agreement with the three offices within 30 days, a complaint for relief will be filed in the district court. Now, there have been 14 instances at Merwin Liquors and 22 at Winter Gas Station of people firing guns, people injured, weapons possession, and drug dealing. 
and possession in 2022, according to the release. Ellison said that the properties themselves are not in good condition, which could be leading to the actions taking place there. And Ellison shared in the release that his office is working to create a safe community, but he called on the community to also do their part. No question. And I'm, I'm, look, I love this. I'm familiar with the neighborhood because it's very close to where I grew up. And it's unacceptable. In any other part of town, with any other businesses, this would have been dealt with a long time ago. If it was up to me, Merwin Liquors would be shut down. If it was up to me, some new owners would own that damn gas station. There's too much negative negativity, too much crime, too much bad things happening in that intersection. Why is it always right there? I'm going to say this right now. For all that people that demean and talk down on North Minneapolis and all that stuff, because we know that crime happens everywhere. And I know that there's, there are things that happen in North Minneapolis that um, maybe at a higher rate than other areas. If you specifically took out the stuff that happens right there in that little corridor, mm-hmm. that intersection, if you took that out, you would massively see the drop in crime in North Minneapolis. Massively. Because that particular corner in that area is such a cluster of activity. See, and there are some of us, Henry, that we know of the area, but we're not familiar with it. Yeah. So it's it's nice that I drive down it every day. You're gonna say it's it's nice that you can have that frame of reference that you can put out there for people like me and probably a lot of people out there that we know of it, but we're not familiar, you know, with like the you know, the, the nuances of it. So so thank you for that. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack in the U.S. Capitol will treat its Thursday hearing as a closing argument ahead of the November midterms, which will seek to hammer home that former President Donald Trump remains a clear and present danger to democracy, particularly in the context of the upcoming 2024 presidential election. Now, although there will not be witnesses appearing in person on Thursday, sources say the hearing will feature new testimony and evidence that the committee's uncovered. Since its last hearing in July, the committee has interviewed more members of Trump's cabinet, received more than a million, million communications from the Secret Service with the lead up to the riot, and sat down with Ginny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarice Thomas. Now, the hearing also comes less than a month before the midterm elections, and the committee is expected to focus on the former president's continued efforts to claim the 2020 election was stolen and put GOP election deniers in office. Look. We knew from the initial first hearing that it was good stuff that we were watching. I'm, and when I say good stuff, I'm not talking about in terms of like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy that all this stuff. Happened. I'm talking about in terms of like just the information itself, giving us some insight as to what led up to everything. There's no question. There's no question that the select committee. Looking at January the 6th, got a lot of things done. Now, where this leads us, who knows? Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the day, um, how many people will be dealing with severe consequences? Who knows? I'm not going to even sit here and guess. Yeah. But I I would like to think that the people that are responsible for for January 6th be held accountable. And I think that there's got to be a sense of urgency because – the potential midterms, you know, the House flips. What's that? There's nothing that's happening before the midterms. No, but but I mean, the, the, the committee in the next month has to try and no. Bring these, well, if 
if they're you, not doing anything before the midterms. They've already stated that. That it's not they don't want to influence elections. Mm-hmm. So the after this happens with this last one, whatever happens beyond that will happen after the midterms. But you're also they're also playing with fire because after the midterms we know that this select committee could all but be disbanded. And all of this information we, could completely be mute. I mean, well, we understand, but but not no, no, that's not true. The the, the information will not be mute because I mean, Liz Cheney, like she's not going to be representing uh, her state anymore. But do you think that she's still going to have some say in the political realm here moving forward? No question about it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's going to be a really interesting next four weeks for sure. And uh, Subway says its most extensive menu makeover in the company's nearly 60-year history is paying off. Sales stores rose almost 8.5%. In the uh, last year. So, I mean, hey, good so, for them. So Subway is finally recovering from the Jared scandal. I mean, that was such a long time ago. You don't, I mean, I don't even think about that when I think about Subway anymore. But I absolutely do. Do you? Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've done a great job in marketing. I give them a lot of credit for that. All right, coming up next, let's talk Gopher football. Daniel House, Gophers guru. He joins us next on The Lake Show. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.